This week on I Watch This As An Adult, I review the Marvel Halloween special, Werewolf By Night. And also, I review the 1992 horror comedy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. escape the shock the terror of werewolf by night tonight it is every hunter for themselves good luck i'll be rotting for you but one of you is a monster masquerading as one of our own i can't wait to find out what breed of evil you are talking about Marvel's Halloween special, Werewolf by Night. Gonna tell you guys my thoughts about it uh, right now, actually. (laughs) Let's just talk about it right now. Honestly, I think that this might be the best thing that Marvel has put out in a long time. Honestly. I'm thinking about everything in this phase, everything in phase four. There's like some of the stuff in, even like maybe like some of the stuff in phase three I'm thinking about. But phase four, because like phase four has been, I'm gonna, I'm like, I hate to be that guy, but phase four has, has had its lumps. You know, like it's had, it, it's had its, it's, it's, like phase four has been a bumpy road, you know? Like, I always talk about this on this podcast. (laughs) And, like, I always talk about how how bumpy Phase 4 is. You know? It's just... Because what's the first movie in Phase 4? Black Widow? No. Uh, Because... I'm thinking thinking about all the movies. Thinking about all the movies. And I think I've talked about this before, so I don't want to beat a dead horse. I don't want to beat a dead horse. Everybody knows the best thing they put out in Phase 4 was uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. You know, like, that's the best thing they put out in Phase 4. Um, I want to say that this might be the best thing they put out since uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. And it's a, it's a, um, it's a Halloween special. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, like, it's, it's, 
it's kind of it's kind of sad when a Halloween special is better when better than some of your movies. You know, that's kind of sad. It's kind of a sad. It's kind of a sad omen. Uh, and I think that's why um, that's why Kevin Feige's like ending Phase Four, like uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Is the last thing they're doing in Phase Four. After that, they're moving on to Phase Five because I believe uh, originally Phase Four was supposed to uh, end with Fantastic Four. I believe that was supposed to be the end of Phase Four. I think there was going to be like Ant Man: Quantum Mania was going to be there. The Marvels was going to be there. Uh, I don't know what's coming out after the Marvels. I totally forgot what's coming out after the Marvels. Um, I, I think Fantastic Four. I think that was it. But, um, I think that was it. But yeah, like, this, uh, this, this phase has been bumpy. And like I said, that's probably why, I think that's why they're, they're ending it, ending it prematurely. Uh, because, uh, and I also think, uh, I've heard rumors, I've heard rumors that Kevin Feige's been working on some Star Wars stuff. And that kind of, um, that kind of, you know, pulled him away from Marvel for a little bit like he like he's got too many he's got too many hats pretty much he's got too many things going on he's working on the Star Wars stuff I don't know what Star Wars stuff he's working on but he's working on that uh then he's trying to then he's trying to handle this Marvel stuff um I really think uh, cause I really think he just let the um the directors just do what they wanted in this phase cause he could tell like a lot of the movies, a lot of the TV shows looks like a, looks like a lot of director's visions, you know. It looks like it looks like a lot of director vision. So um, he couldn't really like, cause like Kevin Feige, like I look at these movies, I was like, this is this is not like Kevin Feige. You no, know, Kevin Feige's real, like he loves to micromanage. You know, like Kevin, like you could tell when Kevin Feige has had his hand in something in Marvel. Because, like, everything is uniformed. Because, like, he's a very uniformed, micromanaging dude. You know, like, everything's very uniformed. Everything has to stick to the story. A lot of these things, a lot of these uh, stories have veered off. You know, like, like, uh, like Sam Raimi had his vision in Multiverse of Madness. Uh, Chloe Zhao had her vision in uh, Eternals. You know, whatever was going on with Black Widow. You know, <laughs> Uh, but like a lot of a lot of um, a lot of these movies had their own vision. Taika Waititi with Thor: Love and Thunder, you know, and I think that's why he's not coming back for the next Thor movie because like he 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 went too Taika, you know. <laughs> I was like, there was like that's too much Taika. Like pull that Taika back, you know. Like pull that's too much Taika. You know, like you gotta you gotta run, you gotta you gotta pull that back a bit, okay. Um, but, um, I like Taika. I like, I like Taika with TD. I think he's, I think he, I think he's been overexposed. I do. I think he's been overexposed, but I, I still like the guy. I'm like, I don't, I don't got, I don't got no problems with him. You know, I think he's like, like, you know, cause you know how Hollywood is, man. You know how Hollywood is, man. They start praising the dude. They say he's the next big thing. And then he does a lot of shit. And then people start getting tired of it. And then everybody starts turning on him. You know? And a lot of people, a lot of people look like they like Taika. You know, like, like nobody has a bad word to say about Taika in Hollywood. Like a lot of the actors say they like working with him. 
you know, like they like they they're happy for his success and everything. But I think it's like a, a lot of the audience is getting uh getting like kind of tired of Taika, you know, like because he, he got this quirky humor about him, like he's very quirky, and quirky humor can go only so far, you know, like it can go only so far. But like I say, like. That's probably why he's not. It's probably best that he work on some other things, you know. Like, cause I love Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit's amazing, you know. Like Jojo Rabbit's a great movie, you know. But, but like he's like he's. He, I think he should. I think he should do more stuff like that. He should do more stuff like Jojo Rabbit. Work on his own projects. You know, get out of the Marvel universe. Just, just stay away from that, cause like the, the Marvel fans are like they want to come at him with like pitchforks and. And fire and shit <laughs> like oh you ruined the marvel universe they want to come at him but anyway uh i'm not here to talk about that i'm here to talk about werewolf by night which is which is kind of like the lead in, this is kind of like the lead into that because i was talking about this being the best thing that marvel's done in phase four um because like it's just so and it's a, i think it's like only an hour i think this thing i think this thing is like only an hour and it's so well put together, you know. It's so well put together, um, because you got um, because I like I like the I like I, I like the black and white. I like the black and white, like the whole like the whole uh, ambiance of it. The like the whole ambiance, the black and white, the way it looks like an old. It looks like an old Universal Studios movie, like the Universal Monsters. It looks like a Universal Monsters movie. I love that. I love, I love, because, like, it's a bit, and, like, it, that's a bit quirky. That's a bit quirky, too. Because, like, they're doing, like, this old universe, they're doing, like, this throwback Universal Monsters shit. You know, like, something that the Dark Universe should have done. <laughs> uh, I think if they would have done, I think if they would have done that, like, the Dark Universe would have survived, but they didn't do that. Marvel did universal better than universal does universal <laughs> you know and that's funny <laughs> that's the funniest shit right there i'm like marvel did universal better than universal i'm like get the fuck out of here man but um but yeah like i say i like the whole ambiance i like that i like that the whole the whole like special is in black and white like there's no color um spoiler alert there's no color until the end <laughs> like, cause it does turn, does turn the color like in the last what five minutes. The last five minutes of the special are in color, and I think like uh, uh, I think there's I think there's a reason for that. Like, there's a reason for that. Um, but like I said, like very well, very well put together uh special. Uh, wish it was. I wish it was a movie. I wish Werewolf, Werewolf by Night was a movie. Um, Gail Garcia Burnell is great. Like he's great as Jack Russell. Like he's he's the Werewolf by Night. <laughs> like he's the Werewolf by Night. Um, which I like. Gail. Uh, what happened to the name Gail for dudes? You know, just just a, just a side note. What happened to the name Gail for dudes? Uh, you don't see a lot. You don't see a lot of guys named Gale anymore. The last Gale I know is like the football player Gale Sayers. 
you know, when he used to play for the Chicago Bears back in the, what, the 1950s or something like that, or 1960s, I think, like, he's the last male Gale. Gale is a, uh, dead name for guys, and it's cool to see a guy walking around with the name Gale, you know, because <laughs> like, because his name always throws me off. And I, I also get him, uh, I also get him mixed up with Diego Luna for some reason. I don't know why. Cause it's like him, Diego Luna, and Oscar Isaac for some reason. I don't know because they're all, I don't want it to be because they're all Latino. <laughs> I don't want it to be that because, and they're all great, they're all great actors, man. Like Diego Luna is a great actor. Like Oscar Isaac is an amazing actor. Uh, this guy, I haven't seen much of Gail Garcia Bernal, but, you know, like, if, whatever I've seen him in, like, I think he was in, um, wasn't he in, wasn't he in that movie with Will Ferrell? Like, that movie, like, he was, like, doing, like, a tele, it was, like, kind of being, like, a telenovela. If anybody can remember the name of that, I actually like that movie, uh, with Will Ferrell, where, like, he was, like, playing, like, a, I think he was playing, like, a sheriff. If anybody remembers that movie, if you remember that movie, like, Put it in the Apple comments. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, put it in the Apple comments. If you remember that movie, uh, let me know. Give me a five star rating if you don't. Uh, while you while you're at it over there too, um, it's just uh, I can't. But like, yeah, he's a good. He's good in this. I'm just gonna like he's good in this. Uh, Gail uh, Garcia Bernal. Um, trying to think of a. There's a bunch of other characters in here. Like, there's, like, a big Scottish guy in here. And I'm like, that guy's fucking dead. <laughs> like, there's a lot of characters in here. I was looking at I'm like, that guy's dead. That guy's dead. Um, there's an Asian dude. Like, the, like the Asian sword karate guy, he always dies. You know, I'm sorry. Like, uh, if you remember uh, Donnie Yen in uh, Blade 2, he was, like, the sword karate guy in, 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 in the group. In the group. When, like, they was, like, fighting the Ravagers and all that shit. Uh, when they were fighting them. And he died. He died. Like, a horrible death. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I'm looking at that guy. I'm like, oh, that guy. Like, he's the Asian. He's the Asian badass guy with the, with the, with the swords and shit. I'm like, that dude is not going to last. Um, it's also played by the guy from, uh, The Perfect Score. Which is a movie that I reviewed, like, a, a, a like, a year ago. Uh, he's in like he's in this movie. It's the it's the stoner Asian guy from a perfect sco- from the perfect score. Uh, he's playing the the badass uh, Asian guy. Uh, and then there's like some ghoulish looking woman <laughs> who doesn't talk. That woman doesn't have any lines. I just noticed that shit. I just noticed that that woman has no lines. <laughs> She's just there sitting in the background everybody else has lines everybody else in the movie uh, or everybody else in the halloween special sorry i wish it was a movie everyone else in the halloween special has lines except for her she's like this white she's like this tall white lady and like she's got like blonde hair i'm trying to remember i think she has blonde hair and she's like really ghoulish looking in the face I think they did that on purpose uh, for for the effect because it, like it's supposed to have this it's supposed to have this horror element to it. Uh, but she has like this really ghoulish face and she doesn't say anything. Like she doesn't say a word. And then there's like this black guy. 
um this is black guy who looks like a he looks like a mixture between chris tucker uh kevin hart and chadwick boseman because <laughs> like there's not like some certain there's some certain angles where he looks like chris tucker then there's certain angles where he looks like kevin hart and then there's like certain angles where he looks like chadwick boseman and like i was just like hey man they should have picked that dude to be t'challa i was like talking about t'challa because he's even he's even like dressed like t'challa you know, Jajala's dressing like his Wakandan garb and shit like that. I was like, he looks like, he looks like he could be T'Challa. I was like, they totally passed up a perfectly good T'Challa. And they just threw this guy in like werewolf by night. You know what's funny? Oh, it's funny. He probably auditioned for T'Challa and didn't get the role. And it was like, you could be in werewolf by night. And he's like, oh, fuck it. All right. You know? <laughs> but yeah, man, like. Uh, he lives long, surprisingly, uh, because like the whole, I think like the, the whole uh, premise, the whole premise of the uh, Halloween special is um, the blood about the Bloodstone family. I don't know too much. I don't know too much about the Bloodstone family uh, in the Marvel comics because like the, like a lot of the horror stuff, I didn't really fuck with in Marvel. Um, I've, I, I, uh, I kind of brushed up on a little bit of it just to get ready, like, just to get ready to watch Werewolf by Night so I know what the fuck I'm watching. Uh, but, like, I really don't, I really don't really mess with that too much. Like, Werewolf by Night was never my favorite character. You know, I've heard about him and I've heard him name dropped and shit like that in other Marvel comics. But, uh, like, I've never really, you know, I never really fuck with Werewolf by Night like that, really. Uh, but yeah, like it's about the Bloodstone family. Uh, I think it's like Ulysses Bloodstone. Ulysses Bloodstone died, and he has to uh, pass down the Bloodstone. Like it's like this orb. It's like this like necklace with like this like gem in it. And I guess it like it uh it uh detects it detects monsters or something like that. Like cause like I think like he's a monster hunter. Like the whole family, they're monster hunters. So, so he's he's got to pass the bloodstone down, and like all these monster hunters have come from far and wide to uh, possess this bloodstone. They want the bloodstone, but the only thing, only thing that the thing that they have to do is they have to fight to the death for it. Is what they have to do. So, it, like, so a bit of it. So it's kind of like. The Universal Studios monster movies mixed with like Hunger Games or like Battle Royale. If you more Battle Royale, you know, more like that, like because they got to kill each other. You know, they got to kill each other. And whoever lives gets the Bloodstone because and then they hooked it on. They hooked it on. They hooked it on a monster. They got to kill the monster to get the Bloodstone also. So like if they kill they gotta kill each other, then kill a monster, then get the bloodstone. And then if you do all of that, you are the uh you are the I guess perennial monster hunter. I guess you're the you're the best monster hunter. Uh cause like they, they brag about cause like they brag about their kills, like, oh, I got 40 kills, you know, I got 30 kills, I got 50 kills and all this shit. And I think like uh Jack Russell has like 140 kills or something like that and like all the other monster hunters they're like 140 <laughs> they're like, they're like, they were like impressed by that you know so so um 
but yeah so like they gotta go and get the bloodstone uh one of the uh one of the monster hunters is uh ulysses bloodstone's daughter elsa elsa bloodstone uh who's played by julia donnelly i believe that's her name julia donnelly uh i gotta i gotta give it to marvel man i tell you boy marvel marvel love they basic white women you know, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. So I was looking at her because I've seen what the comic book character looks like. I like I saw what Elsa Bloodstone looks like in the comics, and I'm like, I see this girl. I'm like, you don't look nothing like the comic book character because this girl is like, she's got this fiery red hair. She's all busty. You know, like she she looked like uh, anybody remember uh, Battle Chasers. If you remember, it, like Battle Chasers was a comic book back in the uh, back in the day. I don't even know if they still make Battle Chasers. They probably don't. I haven't heard anybody ever. I haven't heard anybody talk about Battle Chasers in like twenty years. But I, I remember Battle Chasers. I remember I used to draw them. I used to draw Battle Chasers when I was when I was like a teenager. When I was like 13, 14 years old. I used to sit in my room and draw the Battle Chasers. But um, but yeah, they used to have this. They used to have this character on the team. Uh, called Monica, uh, and she looks a lot like Monica from Battle Chasers. Man, Man, Monica was like real busty. Like she had some big ass titties, and she used to dress all provocative. And she had like this this red hair, you know, like she was real. She was like real seductive and shit. Like that was that was that was her uh, that was her character. Uh, that's what Elsa Bloodstone looks like. She looks like uh, Monica or Red Monica. I think her name was. I think her full name was Red Monica. She looks like Red Monica from Battle Chasers is what she looks like. Uh, the girl in this, the girl in this show looks nothing like that. She looks like every other basic white woman that you've ever fucking seen in these Marvel shows. Like they love, like Marvel loves they basic white women. Uh, Brie Larson. Kobe Smolders, because Maria Hill in the comic books is hot as fuck. And you got Kobe Smolders playing her. Um the only chick, the only chick in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that ain't that basic looking was Scarlett Johansson. You know, <laughs> like Scarlett Johansson was the only one that wasn't that basic looking. Uh Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh's okay. Florence Pugh is alright. Uh, but they love that. They love that shit. They love that shit. Like Brie Larson, Kobe Smolders, Tatiana Mislani. I understand. I love what they do with Tatiana Mislani on She-Hulk, though, because I love the. It's like the the, the dichotomy between her and She-Hulk. She's really basic looking, and She-Hulk is amazing looking. You know, so like I that works there. But you got, but you got uh like I said, you got Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. You got uh Kobe Smolders. What else you got? Um. There's some other girls and there's some other chicks in the MCU. I was like, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. You got Gwyneth Paltrow um, as uh, Pepper Potts. Uh, I can't think of all the women in the MCU right now. I really can't. I'm trying to think of them all right now. But th- get my point. Get my point. They love they basic looking white women in the MCU. Like I said, the only one that the only one that didn't look basic was Scarlett Johansson. Like Scarlett Johansson, the motherfucking smoke show. She is. You know, like even at her age now, she's still a motherfucking smoke show. Florence Pugh is up. Florence Pugh is okay too. Cause um, I was thinking about Captain Marvel. Cause I've always wanted, I've always wanted Charlize Theron as uh Captain Marvel. Charlize Theron's in the MCU now as Clea. 
now. But I've always thought I always thought that uh, Charlize Theron would be a perfect pick pick for uh, Captain Marvel because. And she's not basic looking. Charlize Theron is not a basic looking woman. She's a beautiful woman. You know, <laughs> you know, she's a beautiful woman. But that didn't go that way. They went with Brie Larson. And I remember like, I remember when everybody was making fun of the fact that she ain't got no ass. <laughs> I remember if you, if you, if you seen that meme, you've seen that meme with like, uh, she's in a uh, goddamn Captain Marvel suit. And like, they look at, they like, they pinpoint on her ass. And they show the fact that her ass is flat. She's just like straight back. It's just all back. She ain't got no ass, you know. <laughs> but uh, I know you go, oh, oh, god, he's body shaming. I was like, this is all comedy, folks. This is all fucking comedy, all right. Uh, but um, but yeah, man. But I'm just saying, they love their basic white women. And like, uh, the chick that got to play Elsa Bloodstone ain't no different. I don't know. Maybe she'll come back and she'll look like that. I don't know, but right now she basic as fuck. Um, let's talk about another character in here. Let's talk about another character. In here. Let's talk about the villain first. Uh, there's a there's a, 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 a uh, Elsa Bloodstone's stepmother is the villain, and like she's a monster hunter. She's a monster hunter, and she doesn't like Elsa. I guess like Elsa like dis like uh, disowned her father or something like that. And, like they had like a falling out. And he hadn't, she hadn't come seen him. She hasn't come to see him in a while. And once he dies, like that's when she comes back. There's a funny, there's a funny goofy uh scene with Ulysses Bloodstone's body, though. Where uh it's in the trailer. It's in the trailer. Like that 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 that, that puppet thing. That like that, that ghoulish puppet thing that looks like the Crypt Keeper that's talking in the trailer. That's Ulysses Bloodstone, actually. That's his body. It was like it's a thing with like uh his like they crank they like like they crank his body up in the in the coffin. They crank his body up in the coffin and he starts talking. Like the body moves. It's like one of those like fortune teller things. Like I say, he looks like the Crypt Keeper. He even has like bad jokes like the Crypt Keeper. Because he'd be like, I'll be rotting for you. <laughs> yeah. And he's like sorry it's my sense of humor something like that he said he, was, he said something like that and that was like his last words and then they closed the coffin on him <laughs> it was a re- it was, that was the most goofiest thing in this whole goddamn movie in this whole goddamn special i keep calling it a movie it's a special uh but like i like how the humor like it's not humorless this uh special is not humorless uh there is some humor but like it's like just like subtle humor I like it because like surprisingly surprisingly the most humorous thing in this whole uh special is man thing let's talk about man thing like man thing is actually kind of the comic relief <laughs> I know a lot of some people are probably ah oh, shit oh man because a lot of because like man thing is like man thing is like a uh, Marvel's version of swamp thing you know that's that's his that's his that's because DC has Swamp Thing, Marvel has Man Thing. You know how Mar- Marvel and DC copy each other all the time. Quicksilver, The Flash, Aquaman, Namor, Batman, Black Panther. You know, uh, Superman, Captain America. You you know the deal. You know, you know, they 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 copy each other all the goddamn time. Uh, uh, what's that? Uh, what's that group? I'm trying to think of that group. 
oh yeah, the new gods, guardians of the galaxy, you know, you get it. You know, like, they all copy each other. Like, you get the deal. But yeah, uh, Man-Thing is actually, Man-Thing is actually pretty funny in this, actually. And it's, it doesn't kill, the thing about it, like, it doesn't kill his intimidation factor. He's funny, but it doesn't kill his intimidation factor, because, like, when you piss him off, it's on. He's going to fuck you up really bad. <laughs> he is going to fuck you up really bad. Because, like, there's people, there's people in this movie, there's people in this uh, special that die horrible deaths at the hands of the man thing. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like, it's almost, it is so fucking gruesome. <laughs> but he's cute. It's like, it's the thing, they made him so cute and adorable and funny, but he will fuck you up. He will like, he took a guy's fucking head off. Like, like he took a dude's fucking head off in his special. And he goes back to just being, like, this adorable, whimsical, cute creature. You know? <laughs> like, I just saw you take a guy's fucking head off. Like, like, he took this guy's fucking head. And, like, kind of, like, fucking ripped it off. And then, like, the rest of his body just melted. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's crazy. And him and uh, Jack Russell are, like, friends. Cause like he went to go find Jack Russell, and uh, and like you see his hand come out out of a bush or something like that. Jack Russell gets startled a little bit. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, hey, guy, how you doing? And then like man, things in the bush. He's like, and you know, like, and they're just talking and shit. But uh, yeah, man, things, man, things actually cool. I would love to see more man, man, thing, the a man thing. I would love to see more of, of. They, I think, I think they got a good, I think they got a good thing going with Man Thing. Like he might get his own show. Who knows? Uh, but I think this, but overall, like the uh, the 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 werewolf by night, uh, Jack Russell finally turns to the werewolf by night. Uh, you don't get to, you, cause like you don't really don't get to see a lot of the werewolf. The werewolf don't come until like much later in the special. Like Jack turns into the werewolf. And then he starts, he starts fucking people up too. I got to say this, man. For anybody who is skeptical about a PG-13 blade, for anybody that's skeptical about a PG-13 Punisher, for anybody who's skeptical about a PG-13 Daredevil, Werewolf by Night will change your fucking mind about that because they do not skip on the fucking violence and gore in this whole fucking special like this this is like this is probably the most fucking gory thing that marvel that the mcu has ever done this is the most gory thing that the mcu has ever like because like there's blood there's guts you see like i said fucking man thing rips a guy's fucking head off man thing rips a dude's fucking heads head off and his body fucking melts uh, Werewolf by Night is just, like, ripping motherfuckers' jugulars out of their goddamn throat and, and punching them through their fucking stomach and, you know, like, just Elsa Bloodstone, uh, uh, Elsa Bloodstone stabs somebody in the fucking head with an axe. Like, and it looks terrible. It looks really fucking gruesome. They, 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 they shoot on that. Like, she takes this axe and she fucking jams it in somebody's fucking head. And they, they they stay on that for a little bit. You got the blood running down the face and all that shit. 
she fucking cuts a dude, she cuts a dude's fucking head off, I mean, like, they, they get bloody, they get real bloody in this, in this special, so anybody, anybody that's still like, oh, Blade can't be good if it ain't rated R, I'm like, watch Werewolf by Night, you can see what they could do with a PG-13 rating, <laughs> you'll see what they could do with a PG-13 rating, it's like, it's, they could get bloody if they want to. Uh, Multiverse of Madness was a little bit bloody. Like Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness was 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 kind of bloody. So that's PG thirteen. I didn't expect them to go that far in Multiverse of Madness, but I think they even go they go even further in Werewolf by Night than they did in Multiverse of Madness. Just to let you know that it, I think that was just like uh, I think that was just like uh, I think they've heard people talk about this. They're like. Oh, all the rated R characters, they're gonna get pussified and all this shit. Like, nah, they didn't they didn't pussify Werewolf by Night. They didn't pussify Man Thing. They didn't pussify Elsa Bloodstone. Like, like they get they get gory. They get bloody. Uh, and I think that I think that's where like most of the gore and the bloodiness is gonna stay. I think it's gonna stay on the horror side. I think it's gonna stay on the street level side of Marvel. Like all the um fantastical shit. Like all the all the really super super superhero shit, like that's gonna stay kid friendly, I believe. That shit's gonna stay kid friendly. All the horror stuff, I think they're gonna go a little bit. I think they're gonna push the, the boundaries of that, and I think they're gonna uh, push the boundaries of the street level characters. I really think they're gonna do that. But yeah, man. Overall, man, I fucking I fucking love this thing. This, like I said, this is the best thing that Marvel Studios has done in a while in a while and i would love to see i would love to see more man thing like this like i said like this opens up the horror universe um you might see more moon knight uh this opens this opens up the gate for blade this opens up the gate for like the midnight suns like we might see brother voodoo and all those guys you know even ghost rider you know like this opens up the gates for ghost rider I, i'm loving this shit i'm loving it i'm loving it uh, I go on review. I love. I just that's it. I love the. I love the goddamn thing. It's fucking awesome. Uh, I'll be back with my review of Buffy the Vampire Slayer after these messages. I just met this girl named Buffy. I'm Pike. Pike isn't a name, it's a fish. I liked her, even though she seemed kind of flaky. But, as it turns out... You have been chosen, Buffy. To do what? To stop the vampires. Does Elvis talk to you? And things started getting weird around here. Are we having a nightmare? You threw a knife at my head. And you caught it. She was the one person I could really count on. Kill him a lot. Hi. Hi. What are you doing here? What am I doing here? I'm saving your butt. That is a bad guy. Can we go, please? The Slayer is unmasked. Let's finish it. I think this relationship has potential. Hi. How's it going? You're obviously having a bad hair day. If she can just get rid of those other guys in her life. Stab him in the heart! Christy Swanson. I am so sure. Donald Sutherland. Ah, ah. Paul Rubens. Ah. With Rutger Hauer. 
and Luke Perry. Buffy, you're not like other girls. Yes, I am. Buffy, the vampire slayer. You didn't even break a nail. Directed by Fran Rubel Kazooie. Buffy the Vampire Slayer from 1992. Getting to the technical first. The movie was directed by Fran Rubel Kuzal. I think I'm saying that last name right. <laughs> like some of these directors and their names, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Some of these some of these names are like really strange. But Fran Rubel Kuzal. I hope I'm saying that right. That's who this movie's directed by. Uh, the screenplay was written by Josh Whedon. Uh, the movie had a budget of seven million dollars and brought in sixteen point six million dollars at a box at the, at the box office. So it was a it was an okay, you know, it was an okay movie at the box office. It made some money. Uh, the movie has a Rotten Tomato score of thirty six percent. I don't know if these are fun facts, but these are facts because they're about Josh Whedon. And we know about Josh Whedon. Uh, Josh Whedon actually dislikes this movie. He doesn't like this movie uh, because it wasn't the exact vision that he wanted it to be. Uh, so, like, he had a lot of issues on set. He actually got into a uh, confrontation with Donald Sutherland, who's in this movie. He plays uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer's uh, mentor. He plays Buffy's mentor. Uh, he didn't like uh, Donald, Donald Sutherland because he believed that he was uh, difficult to work with because uh, like Sutherland because like Sutherland you know Donald Sutherland is a veteran actor at this point he's been doing this for like what maybe 20 years 30 years at this point and so he would improvise like he would improvise his lines constantly and it would make it would make Josh Wheaton mad like it made him it made him so mad that he eventually walked off the set and like never came back. <laughs> like he never came back. Uh, because like, because there's there's a lot of things in this movie that Josh Whedon wanted. I think he wanted uh, first. I don't think he wanted it to be a comedy. They made it a comedy. He didn't like that. And so like he felt like a lot of his vision got lost. Which I don't know how long at that point in 1992. I don't know how, how long Josh Wheaton had been writing at that point. I don't even know if like this is like his first movie. Uh, you know, maybe sometimes not. Do don't do your uh, don't do your 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 life's work as your first movie. You know, <laughs> don't do that. You know, you save that. You save that for later. You know, like you might want to write something that's bullshit first maybe write a couple of bullshit movies or if you get on write a um, movie for a studio or something like that and then you push your life's work out there you know I think I, I think that was the problem he put his life's work out there first and then he, he, he just kept he just kept wanting to do what he wanted to do you know uh, so I don't know maybe Toy Story cause like he did write on Toy Story you know, Josh Whedon wrote on Toy Story, 
Uh, maybe that gave him like carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. Cause Toy Story was a hit. Toy Story was a hit, and like ev- eventually he got to see his vision like fulfilled. Like with uh the Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh t- television series, you know, like he got to do what he wanted to do after that. And I, 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 like I said, I think maybe Toy Story like provided him that. I don't know any other movies that he that he's written, honestly, because. Honestly, I didn't even know. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even know he wrote the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Did not know that. I did not know that this was his his vision. I thought it was just something that uh, the WB gave him. I thought it was just like, oh, uh, hey, we need somebody to do a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Call Josh Whedon. You know, like, he was, you know, (laughs) I thought it was just that. And he just. And he just took the he just took the show on as his baby, but I didn't know that this was his baby all along. I didn't know that this was the thing, his life's work. You know, I didn't know that. So like it was that was a surprise to me. But yeah, he eventually got what he wanted. I love the Buffett Vampire Slayer TV series. It's one it's one of my it's one of my fucking favorite shows. I love Angel more. You know, I'm more of an Angel guy. I, Cause like they had the spinoff Angel, if you know. Uh, like I'm a I'm an angel guy more, uh, but I still love Buffy because like there's that because like there's a point where Buffy I think Buffy the Vampire Slayer got a little bit too diluted towards the end. I think like when they moved to like uh, UPN, when they moved to UPN, I think it got a little bit more diluted. Like Buffy started fucking Spike and shit. I'm like what the fuck? What? <laughs> I think Willow Willow turned into a witch. You know? Oh shit! Uh, I remember Seth Green being on that show. He's like a wolf man. When he a wolf man on that show, I haven't watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer in a long time, but I used to love it when I was like a kid. I used to love that show when I was a kid. But um, but yeah, it did, it did get kind of it got a little bit too diluted for me, and I kind of fell off. But I I stayed with Angel for a while, and then I I think I kind of grew out of that too, and then you know, but. I stay with I stay with both those shows for a long time. I'm not gonna lie. But like I said, like one of my favorite shows. One of my fucking favorite shows. Uh let's talk about how I saw this movie as a kid. Um uh, I just saw this movie on HBO, I think, with my parents. Like, it's not a real like I don't have like a real big story about it. There's there's gonna be a couple of movies like that where I'm just like, oh, I just saw it as a kid and it wasn't really all that special to me, you know. <laughs> I was like, but like, I thought the movie, I thought the movie was pretty cool. Like the first time I saw it, you know, the first time I saw it, like I remember liking, liking Buffy a lot as a kid. I remember also liking the fact that she did martial arts, you know, because I was really into like martial arts at the time. You know, I was really into like the Ninja Turtles and a lot. I was watching a lot of like, I was about to say karate movies. That's what we called them back in the day. We used to call them karate movies. I don't know, if, like, uh, people call them that today because they're because that that's probably racially insensitive. I don't know, <laughs> just to call any movie a karate movie. <laughs> martial arts films. I used to I used to love martial arts films growing up. Uh, I used to watch like a lot of Van Damme movies, a lot of uh, Dawn the Dragon Wilson movies, a lot of like Cynthia Rothrock movies. You know. Uh, used to watch a lot of like uh, uh, grew up on Jackie Chan and all that stuff. 
you know, like I watched a lot of those movies. Uh, uh, like a lot of the um, a lot of the movies that came from China. You know, like a lot of those movies. I used to watch a lot of those films. So, her doing martial arts was like a was like a plus for me. I was like, yo, is she do she do at the time? I was like, is she do karate too? <laughs> I'm like seven years old at the time. I'm like, she do karate? I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. You know. So like, I love I love. I love they had all the elements that a kid would love karate teenagers monsters you know like everything that a kid would love you know and like I like that shit but let's see how I feel about this movie as an adult shall we this movie really like waste no time I was like shocked at how fast this movie moves because like in like the first minute and a half of the movie they tell you the origin of the slayer because like you got like buffy's like ancestor you got buffy's ancestor in like the like the medieval days like she's like hunting vampires and shit yeah like they just show you that like and they do that like i say they do all of that in a minute and a half and like oh yeah this is a this is what the slayers did like this is buffy's ancestor she killed vampires she did now Moving on to present time. <laughs> uh, they're like, then they, they just move on to present times. Uh, like, this movie is, like, very, very early 90s. And I'm not gonna lie, like, it made me so nostalgic for the early 90s. Like, I have a very, very soft spot for the, for the early 90s. Like, it was a, I think it was like, cause it was just, it was just an innocent time for me, you know, like, I guess probably because I was a little kid then, you know, like I was like, in 1992, I was like seven, you know, like I was like seven years old. Uh, but like, I love, but like, I love everything about the early nineties. I love the music, I love the fashion, I love the TV shows, just like everything. It was like, this is a fun time, the early nineties, like. It was just so, like, it was just so fun and, like, just so fucking, like, carefree to me. Like, that's what it seemed like. Like I said, maybe because I was a little kid. I don't know. But, like, it just seemed like such a carefree time. Like, like the the 90s were pretty carefree. It was like, like, there were issues, there were problems, things happened in the world. But, like, it was never really a big fucking deal, you know? never really a big fucking deal like we had things like we had like the oklahoma city bombing uh he had the war in uh yeah the war in our the desert storm war i think that was in iraq that happened that was happening in the early 90s you had the watt you had the riots in um in uh, los angeles you know after the rodney king trial and all this stuff but like things happened but it never got blown out of proportion like it is now, you know. Like and like nobody like picked it. Nobody like picked up. It didn't get political. Let's just say like a lot of things today are political, you know. Oh wait, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into politics. Sorry, uh, you know, like I'm not gonna get into politics. You, uh, you can go. You can go to somebody else for that. I'm not gonna get into politics. Uh, I already had some. I already had somebody complain about 
an episode that I did and it was like, oh my God, your show, you talk about politics. I didn't come here for no politics, you know, so, <laughs> so all right, I'm not going to talk about politics. Let's, let's stay on the movie. Uh, let's stay on the movie, shall we? Uh, the opening of the movie is uh, Buffy, who is a cheerleader. Another thing, she's a vampire slayer who's a cheerleader. And like, uh, she's a cheerleader and her squad is like doing like a whole synchronized dance routine to early like 90s pop rap, you know? <laughs> I don't know, they're like dancing to fucking like Technotronic or whatever the fuck, uh, you know? <laughs> pump up the jam, pump it up, you know all that shit. <laughs> they dancing on something. They dancing to like fucking Marky Mark and a fun- funky bunch of some shit. I don't know, but uh... <laughs> but, uh but yeah, uh, Buffy has a uh, has a group of friends like, and they're like all really va- valley girlish. Uh, like one of her friends is actually a pre next Karate Kid, pre Academy Award winning Hillary Swank, two time Academy Award winning Hillary Swank. They love to remind you of that. I saw something that Hillary Swank is going to be. I saw a commercial for something that Hillary Swank is going to be in soon. And they put that up there. They're like, two-time Academy Award winner Hillary Swank. <laughs> you know, like, they love to remind you of that. Uh, but yeah, she's in here. Like, Buffy even has, like, a token black friend. You know, uh, that girl looks familiar to me. I've seen her in, like, some, like, black movie. Uh, she played, I don't know, she was in that movie. Uh, this is pro- That's probably a movie I'm going to do. It's a very obscure movie. I don't know if I want to do that movie. But there was a movie... Uh, that came out around that time. It was called Living Large. And it starred uh, the guy from Living Single. Like the, the dark-skinned guy from Living Single. Uh, the guy that played Kyle. It starred the guy that played Kyle from Living Single. And it was kind of like um, an updated version of the Watermelon Man. If any, I'm probably like talking... I'm probably talking like just gibberish to you guys right now. <laughs> about this like this start this guy it start uh i forgot the, i forgot the guy's name but like it was a movie from like the 70s i think of uh, the watermelon man came out in the 70s and it was a uh it was supposed to be it was a white guy it was like a black guy in white face it's a black guy in white face pretending to be a white guy and then one day he woke up black and that was the name of the movie. The name of the movie is called Watermelon Man. So, like, Living Large was, uh, like, an updated 90s version of The Watermelon Man. And it starred Kyle from Living Single. And the thing was, he was trying to be a, uh, a news, a TV news reporter. And, and it start, he started, like, losing, he started losing his identity in order to, uh, to, to, to to go up the ranks at the news station to be a like he wanted to be an anchor, and uh, so he actually started turning white, <laughs> and they had him in like white makeup and shit, and they, they had him doing white face, and I think that girl, the black girl, is in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, this all comes it all, it all comes full circle people like i know you guys are like what the fuck is he talking about but it all comes full circle people um but the girl i think the girl that's in buffy the vampire slayer i think she plays his girlfriend 
in that movie. I think that's where I saw her. I think that I think that's where that girl comes from. But uh, yeah, man, like like all her of uh, all her friends like got these uh Valley Girl accents, and it's like really annoying. Like they sound like they they sound like they choked on a dick. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all of them like oh my god, you're going on a you're going on a party. I mean, it's it's gonna be so awesome. I mean, like Brad's gonna be there. I mean, he's so hot. He's the hottest guy in school. You know, <laughs> like they all sound like that, and like even the black girl sounds like that. I was like, and even like in like 1992, you're like, girl, you don't sound like that. You know, <laughs> it was like I always like I always thought that about girls that sound like that. I always thought that they sound like they like just fucking gagging on a dick you know <laughs> for some reason just gag You're like oh my god really this is so gross you know something like that <laughs> that's what they sound like to me i totally forgot luke perry was in this movie uh like i because like he's on the poster Cause like when I went to go look at, cause like I was like when I was thinking about this movie, I was like, oh shit! I was like, I gotta do Buffy the Vampire Slayer, cause I plan these, I plan these things out like a year in advance. Okay, I'm, t- I'm telling you guys how the sausage sausage is made. I plan these movies out a year in advance. I have like a list of movies that I want to do, so I just don't do random shit, you know. So uh, and then be like, oh man, I don't know if I want to do that, you know. So so I don't do random shit. I plan it out. You know, all this shit. Um, so I went to go. I'm like, oh, man, I got to do Buffy the Vampire Slayer this week. Um, so I went to go look up Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Luke Perry's on the on the post. I was like, holy shit. I forgot that Luke Perry's in this movie. <laughs> I totally forgot that Luke Perry was in this movie. Like, and this is like Luke Perry, like two years into uh, Beverly Hills 90210. So he like super hot in these streets. You know, he's super hot in these streets. Like, a lot of people don't know how popular Luke Perry was in the early 90s. Uh, like, you you can name, like, a popular young male actor that's out right now. And, like, I guarantee you, like, Luke Perry was, like, more popular than him. All right? Uh, the closest I could think of, like, think of, like, Zac Efron in his heyday. You know, like the high school musical shit, and they was just putting him in everything. Probably. That's Luke Perry. Luke Perry was in fucking everything. Like, like you like you couldn't get away from Luke Perry. Luke they had Luke Perry fever in the early 90s. Like, like that dude was fucking everywhere. I like because I think it was because like he was supposed to be he's supposed to be like the second coming of James Dean you know like and that's why like that's why like Hollywood was like so enamored with him you know like they was they were so enamored with him because they thought they found like the next James Dean you know because like he even kind of like he's got this look about him you know like, he even kind of looks like James Dean the 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 fifties actor not the not the porn star uh, and <laughs> Because you know, I, I know there's some people that were just like, just like some problems of kids listening. It's like, James Dean, the porn star? Like, no, not the porn star, James Dean. <laughs> there was an actor from the 50s named James Dean. Okay. Uh, but uh, 
Yeah, that's not like he was supposed to be the second coming of that. Uh, and like you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't escape this dude. He was fucking everywhere. Uh, David Arquette is also in this movie. Uh, which I forgot. Like, this movie made me re- made me remember how long this dude's been acting. Cause I think the first thing, the first thing I ever saw, um, David Arquette in, I saw him in this movie called Airhead. With uh, uh, Brendan Fraser and Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi, like like you know when like they're playing like this rock band or some shit. <laughs> Airheads, Airheads is funny. I like Airheads. Uh, but yeah, that was the that was like the first thing I ever seen David Arquette in. He was in Airheads. Uh, but like this is like two years, I think two years before Airheads. I think Airheads came out like ninety four. Uh, but like this made me remember how long he's been acting. It's also nepotism, you know, like his sisters act, uh, his brother acts, uh, his uh, sister brother acted too, uh, Lexis Arquette, you know, <laughs> like because he used to be his brother, then he became his sister. So, uh, so like, uh, like all of the whole that, that whole family acts, but like his sisters, uh, Patricia and Rosanna. Uh, they were like the two. Uh, they were like the two big stars of their family at the time. Because Rosanna, Rosanna was in everything in the eighties, and then Patricia came up, and then she was in everything. And like around like the mid nineties, when David started getting into stuff, Alexis was in some stuff too. Like, cause like he like uh, he's in Pulp Fiction before he transitioned. Uh, he's in a wedding. He's funny in a Wedding Singer. Oh, like Alexis Arquette. I think that's when he was officially Alexis Arquette uh, in the wedding singer. So I, I got a. She was funny. She was funny in the wedding singer. She was very funny in the wedding singer. I, I love that character because like she's like a boy George type character in the wedding singer. I love that character, but uh, it's so funny. But um, but yeah, like I forgot, like I forgot how long this dude's been acting. But like, like I said, like his whole family's been acting. They got another brother too. I forgot his name. I think his name is Lewis or some shit. Louis Arquette, uh, he's not very, he, he's, like, one of the, one of the Arquette siblings that doesn't stand out, because all of them, because, like, all of the, uh, Arquettes have something that stand out about them, you know, because, um, like, is it, unless Alexis, uh, transitioned, you got the two sisters, you got, uh, you got the other two sisters, Patricia and Rosanna, you know, like, they had, like, this kind of, like, weird, uh, they got kind of, like, this weird charisma about them, uh, David has a weird charisma about him, you know, and he's like, also, I think he's like the baby of the family, so, like, he's like the baby brother, he's like the, the, the last kid, so, like, and like, so he's, that makes him stand out, because he's the baby, you know, like, a lot of, like, a lot of the babies of the families, you know, like, they're gonna stand out a little bit more, um, but the, the older brother, Lewis, like, he doesn't stand out at all, because, like, I don't even remember what he looks like, I've seen him before. He's been in movies and television shows. And I every time I see him, I forget that he's an Arquette. You know, I always forget. I was like, wait, that's the oldest uh Arquette brother, you know? <laughs> but yeah, man, like I forgot, I forgot how long that dude's been acting. Also, Luke Perry and David Arquette, I wanna say, like, they probably got along like really well. Cause like they play best friends in this movie, uh, Luke Perry and David Arquette, uh, they play, uh, these, like, stoner friends, 
Uh, but like I say, they probably got along really well because like they're both into pro wrestling. They're both big pro wrestling fans. Uh, found they found this out. Like Luke Perry is a was a huge wrestling fan. Uh, David Arquette is a huge wrestling fan. Like uh, Luke Perry's son actually went on to become a pro wrestler. Uh. He's uh he's actually signed to this uh he's actually signed to a wrestling company AEW, uh which is like a it's a competitor to the WWE. Uh he he plays this character called Jungle Boy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he looks just like his dad. I'm like I seen him, I'm like he looks just like his father. Uh, Jack Perry is his name. Jack Perry, he's Jungle Boy Jack Perry. <laughs> That's his name in uh AEW. But like yeah, his son's a pro wrestler. Luke Perry's son is a pro wrestler, and also uh, David Arquette is a pro wrestler now he's also he's a former wcw world heavyweight champion you know so like, you know so like he's 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 gotten into pro wrestling he's taken pro wrestling a bit seriously so like like they get so like they kind of had that bond so i'm i'm thinking that they got along really well they probably just talk about fucking wrestling on the set all the time so you know <laughs> um we get uh rudger howard and uh, Paul Rubens is the main vampire villains. Um, it was. I remember seeing this movie as a kid, and I re- even as a kid, I was thinking like it was like real cool to see Paul Rubens like step away from the uh, from the Pee Wee Herman persona and play something different. You know, like because like I don't think I've ever because like I grew up with him as Pee Wee Herman. I used to watch Pee Wee Herman when I was a little kid. I used to love Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I used to love the Pee Wee Herman show, you know, uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, like it's called Pee Wee's Playhouse. I used to love Pee Wee's Playhouse. I used to wake up every morning, every Saturday morning at like 7 a.m. to watch fucking Pee Wee's Playhouse. You know, you had Lawrence Fishburne was on there as a uh, cowboy Curtis. You had uh, the king of cartoons who's actually Blackula. If you want to talk about vampires, <laughs> the king of cartoons was the dude that played blackula <laughs> and now on with the cartoons you know so shit like, I mean, it's something like that i can't remember per, per, uh, verbatim but uh you know like but he was that dude i used to wake up and watch i used to watch uh pb's playhouse all the time cherry you know the the the, the, the talking fucking chair the talking like a uh, lazy boy chair you know like i used to love that uh but yeah, it was cool to see him step away from uh, playing uh, Pee Wee Herman and playing something different. I think this movie happened like right after the whole porn theater thing too. Oh, like I think he, and he looked like exactly what he looked like in this movie. Like he had like the long hair and the beard. Because if you remember the Pee Wee Herman, the Paul I call him Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> if you remember the Paul Rubens mugshot, he had like a beard and long hair. If you remember that. And I and like it just, I remember being like a kid. I think I was like six years old. I remember seeing that on the news, and like it just like, and it just like, it was jarring to me to see him like that. <laughs> it's like when it's like when you go to like Walt Disney World or something like that. It's like when you go to Disney World and like Mickey Mouse takes off his head, you know, and you just find out it's some dude, you know, you know. <laughs> Or you sit on, or you sit on Santa Claus's lap, and you just like yank his beard off, and you find out it's just some dude. You know, that's how I felt. That's how I felt about seeing Pee Wee Herman looking like that. You know, at six years old, 
I was like, oh my God. I was like, Pee Wee Herman's not real. You know? <laughs> That's how I felt though. But yeah, this is after, this is right after the, um, the porn theater thing, which I'm in a, in a, in a roundabout way as an adult. Now I'm like, why did he get arrested for that? Like, why did he, and everybody made him feel, everybody made him feel like he was public enemy number one. Cause this motherfucker wanted to jerk off in a movie theater. It's a porn theater. Like that's his fucking business. That's his business. Like, like what's he supposed to be doing in there? Like he's supposed to be watching the movie. He's supposed to be watching a fucking movie. He's just like, oh, I love the cinematography of this movie. <laughs> He's supposed to be, I love the cinematography of this movie. He's like, no. He's supposed to take his dick out and beat off. That's what the fuck he's supposed to do. He's there. It's porno, goddammit. I also thought that he should have he like invested in a VCR probably. You know, maybe, maybe invest in a, in a, in a VCR. You know, cause you know it was it was like 1991 when he got caught. VHS is a thing. VH porn VHS was a thing in like the early 80s. You know that's the reason that VHS won over Betamax because Betamax didn't show porn. So you know, so and porn whatever whatever technology shows porn, that's the that's the technology that's going to shine through. Okay, so. VHS one, uh, because they show porno on there. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> he should have invested in a, in a in a VCR, man. Like you got all that Pee Wee Herman money, like go beat off at home. You know, I mean, like that's his business if he wanted to take his dick out and beat off in a in a in a, in a cinema in a porn theater. It's porno. I'm pretty sure there was other dudes in there beating their dicks too. You know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was other dudes in there beating their dicks off in the porn theater. Who caught him? Who the fuck caught him? Like that that's that that's the weird part of it. Who fucking caught him beating his dick? Who looked over who looked over the, the seat to catch Pee Wee Herman with his dick out just fucking just fucking going at it, beating it off? Who who looked at that? Who the fuck did it? And it was just like, hey, they went to the, the, the who they have to go to? Did they have to go to the usher? Do porn theaters have ushers? <laughs> do porn theaters have ushers? Because like, who do you who do you complain to? You're like, hey, uh, that guy's in there uh, beating his dick, and like, it's kind of ruining the movie for me. You know, uh, I'm trying to watch the cinematography up here. I'm like, they're like, I like that angle that she's getting when she's getting hit from the back. You know, that's a nice, that's a nice shot right there. It's, it's, it's fantastic, you know, like Scorsese should have made it, you know, Spielberg, Stanley Kubrick, you know, like it's, it's, it's art, it's fantastic. And this guy in here, is in here jerking off, ruining the movie, you know, call, call the police. <laughs> that's what he's there for. He's there to beat his dick, all right? All right. Leave that man alone. But anyway, it was cool to see him play something different. Okay, <laughs> it was cool there. Um, I gotta talk about. I was talking about Luke Perry and uh, David Arquette's characters. Uh, they're pretty much uh burnouts, like you know the typical typical movie burnout shit. They don't go to. I guess they don't go to school. I'll talk about that later. I'll talk about Luke Perry's age because I'm confused about his age. 
in this movie. Um, they don't. They just hang out around California. Um, ain't they in Los Angeles? They just hang out around Los Angeles and just do burnout shit. You know, <laughs> like that's what they do. Uh, uh, David Arquette gets bit by Paul Rubens' character, uh, Donald Sutherland. This is funny. Uh, Donald Sutherland, because like I said, he plays uh, Buffy's mentor. Like, he actually saw David Arquette's character get bit, and like, he doesn't do a damn thing about it. <laughs> Which is, it's so fucking hilarious, because like, he's just so fucking nonchalant about it, because like, I think like Luke Perry's character like, passes out on the ground, because I think, I guess they were like, getting drunk and shit. They were getting drunk and high and shit, and then, um... Uh, Luke Perry's, like, character just passes out on the ground, and then, like, Paul Rubens grabs David Arquette's character and bites the fuck out of him and grabs and drags him off, but Donald Sutherland comes in with his car, and, like, he sees the shit happen, he's like, I ain't my problem, and, you know, <laughs> he's just so, I got, that, that's, the, that's the funniest part about it, he's just so fucking nonchalant about the shit, he's like, fuck it, you know, <laughs> let's talk about, um, Christy, Son- Christy Swanson as Buffy. Uh, all I can say about her, man, because you notice I haven't talked about Buffy like this whole time yet. Because all I can say about Buffy, all I can say about Christy, Christy Swanson as Buffy is she would have been a great Power Ranger. Let's just say that. She would have been a great Power Ranger. Like her acting is Power Ranger acting. Uh, and I love the Power Rangers, you know, like, I'm not shitting on the Power Rangers, like, I love how goofy and campy, I love, that's the, that's the charm, that's the appeal of Power Rangers, I love it, uh, but I think she would have been a great Power Ranger, uh, she would have been a great Pink Ranger, like, if they didn't, uh, cast Amy Jo Johnson as Kimberly, she would have been a great Kimberly, uh, like, that's pretty much all I have to say about that, she's not a good actress, she's not a good actress, I've never thought that Christy Swanson was a good actress and they've tried so many times with her you know they've tried so many times to try to get Christy Swanson over they really have and nothing nothing works like that's pretty much all I have to say about her you know like she's like she's pretty you know like she's a pretty girl and like her stunt actress does a good job with the stunts you know like that's it like it's Power Rangers like, like a lot of this movie reminds me of Power Rangers, actually. A lot of this movie reminds me of Power Rangers. It's Power Rangers with vampires. Like, it's set in California. We have a teenager who's, like, chosen to fight monsters with karate. Uh, like, like I'm not saying that Buffy the Vampire Slayer stole from Power Rangers. Because, like, they came out at around the same fucking time. Like, I can't actually prove anything. But, like, they're very similar very similar in presentation you know like that's all I got to say like they're very similar in presentation like I can't prove that anybody stole anything you know so it's just a coincidence to me uh Rugger Howard Rugger Howard looks so silly as a vampire (laughs) Rugger Howard like he looks like he looks like a white little Richard (laughs) that's what he looks like because when he comes on screen he's got this he's got like this perm and his cape, you know, like, he looks, he looks like a white little Richard, that's what he looks like, like, he looks really, really stupid, uh, 
I like the uh, training montage with Buffy learning how to be a vampire slayer. I like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Donald Sutherland is trying his best to bring a serious tone to such a silly movie. This movie is so silly. <laughs> you know, it is so silly and campy. But like he brings he brings a vulnerability and an earnestness to his character. And like he kind of becomes like a father figure to Buffy as the movie goes along. You know, so like I like that. Like he's the most he's the most sincere he's the most sincere character in this whole movie. Uh Donald Sutherland's character. Uh Luke Perry's character is like kind of doing his own thing in this movie. You know, like him and uh him and Buffy don't Towards the like the, the towards the middle, towards the beginning to the middle, him and Buffy don't really coexist with each other. They don't really like run into each other a lot. You know, like he like he's doing his own thing. It's almost like it's almost like he's in a separate movie from Christy Swanson. You know, but like they eventually like come together. You know, because like he's because like he's got like his own like story arc and shit, and like he's kind of fighting the vampires by himself too. You know, he's kind of fighting the vampires by himself. And, like, they eventually come together towards, like, the, the climax of the movie. Uh, there's, a, there's a part in this movie, like, where, like, it kind of becomes, like, Teen Wolf. At one point, where, like, you got a, you got a vampire playing basketball. Like, because, like, one of... Uh, I guess he's, like, one of Buffy's friends or, like, one of Buffy's boyfriend's teammates, which the boyfriend's irrelevant. I ain't even gonna fucking talk about him. He's barely even in the goddamn movie. Um, but, like, one of Buffy's boyfriend's teammates, like, gets bit by a vampire and then, like, he shows up to school as a fucking vampire. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's playing basketball <laughs> in a basketball game. Uh, we also get a cameo uh, from a young Ben Affleck. You know, like, like a young Ben Affleck in this movie, he had to be maybe 18. Like, he probably like 17, 18 years old in this movie. Uh, he looks, he, he looks pretty young. And like, he's in this movie for like a minute. And he only has like one line. Like, like don't really look too much into it. You just, it's just one of those things like, yo, that's Ben Affleck. You know, <laughs> you know, and he's gone, you know, so <laughs> He's gone. I think he even talked about. I think he even talked about his little role in the movie because he because he was talking. I think he was kind of joking about it. He was like, "I'm in that movie for a cup of coffee, man." He was like, and he's just like, "I'm not." He's like, because I, I think he said they dubbed over him. He was like, he said, "I would." I think he said he saw the movie. Like, I watched the movie, and I'm like, "That's not even my voice." He said, "He was they dubbed over my voice." <laughs> But yeah, man, he's not he's not in the movie very long. Uh then you get like the Buffy and Pike romance. Buffy uh Pike is a uh, Luke Perry's character. Buffy and Pike, uh, like that romance that romance just really comes out of thin air to me. Like it's like it it, it doesn't feel necessary. You know, cause I'm I'm trying to think. Because like they were just talking, you know, like but they were just talking it's like it's like whenever like a guy and a girl uh are in a movie together and they team up like they always got to end up fucking each other you know like they always can they can they be in a movie can a guy and a girl be in a movie without them trying to fuck each other i mean come on man like it's 
it's just really cliche you know it's like you gotta you gotta build this convoluted relationship with these two so they can fuck you know so <laughs> i like I'm, we don't need that all the time we just don't we don't need it all the time uh they killed donald sutherland's character which is kind of sad because like i said he was becoming uh he was coming becoming a father figure to buffy you know, like he was really becoming like a, like a second dad to her. Uh, I also think that they killed him too soon because we really didn't find out enough about his character. You know, like we don't. I like. I don't even know. I don't even know how long he's been alive because, like, he knows everything about the Slayer lineage. Uh, he knows Rudger Hauer's character. You know, I like who's been alive for centuries like Rugger Howard's vampire character he's been alive for centuries you know so like I'm like how does he know him and like where did he come from how old is he like did he have a family before he got into uh the slayer business you know like we we really had a lot more to discover with this character but they killed him off before we got to know anything about him you know, I think that was a, I think that was a misstep. I really do. I think that was a misstep. Uh, also, another thing is like, how old is Pike? Uh, Luke Perry's character, Pike. Like, because he doesn't go to school. And he has a job during school hours. But like, then Buffy has like this school dance and he shows up to it. You know, like, it's really, it's really, conf- it's really confusing. Because like, like, is he a dropout? teenager or is he a grown man you know which one which one is he you know because like that's that's problematic if he's a grown-ass man and she's a fucking teenager you know (laughs) the last the last half of the movie is nothing spectacular it's just like buffy fighting vampires you know like she just doing karate and fucking fighting vampires and shit like that's the that's the whole climax of the movie uh rugger howard rugger howard is just having fun you know, in that villain role, because he's not taking this shit seriously at all. Like I said, he's out here, like with the cape, looking like Little Richard and shit. Like, like, like I said, looking like a white Little Richard. <laughs> he's like flinging the cape around and shit. <laughs> he just, he just having fun. Like he's like, I'm here. I'm just gonna collect this paycheck and have fun, man. Like I ain't even taking this shit seriously. <laughs> but overall, I think the movie's like good cheesy fun. You know, like, I feel like everybody in this movie understood what type of movie they're in. And, like, they were just having fun with it. You know, like I said, Donald Sutherland brings a bit of a, brings a bit of an earnestness. He brings a bit of a sincerity to the movie. You know, like, that's a good, that's a good little, that's a good little nugget in their mo- in the movie. But, yeah, man, like I said, it's not a perfect movie. It has its plot holes, but... Is it like is it is it still a movie I would recommend? I mean like if you're if you're a Buffy uh fan, if you like the uh if you like the TV show and you want to know where like all these characters come from, you want to know the history of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, it's a good movie to watch. You know, that's cuz like this is the true beginning of Buffy the Vampire Slayer if you like the movies, if you like the comic books cuz there was some Buffy the Vampire Slayer comic books that came out later which are really good. Uh, but yeah, man, if you if you love the Buffy lore, if you want to learn more about Buffy and you don't know about this movie, you can watch it. You can watch it. That's all I say. It's good. It's like good little cheesy fun. You know, it's a movie you don't have to take too seriously. 
I give it a 3 out of 5. Join me next week when I talk about 1998's Idle Hands. Until next time, peace.